Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
You said that you are my sheep. Why aren't you following me? You said that you're my, I'm your shepherd. Why aren't you following me? We took it all the way back to the 1990s with the Mississippi Mass Children's Choir, the Shepherd Song. Good afternoon, and God bless you to all of our listeners. Uh, it is the 1 p.m. hour, and you are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And certainly we want you to know that we don't own the rights to any of the music that you hear played on today. But we pray that everything that you hear is a blessing to you, you, to you, and to you, to inspire you, to encourage you, and to uplift you. Well, let your family, your friends, and your neighbors know to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. Let them know that Global Gospel is live and on air. And certainly for those that desire to call in at the appointed time, 619-924-0800. Well, join us every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. We thank God for this being another Saturday, July 3rd, 2021. And certainly we are more than halfway through 2021. And we thank God that he has kept us. We want you to know that we're syndicated on Apple, iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Play. We want you to know that you can reach out to Global Gospel on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr. And certainly if you go to our Facebook page, which is Global Gospel, or you go to our Twitter page, which is Global Gospel, or our Tumblr page as well, certainly there's a direct link to our episodes, and you can click directly on that link. And certainly you can find us uh, on, on live. Our uh, writing address, if you'd like to write us, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, where our zip code is 11550. If you'd like to email us, you can email globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Please reach out to us. We will be uh, delighted to hear from each and every one of you. We want to shout out our sponsors on today, Nevaeh's Cake Creations, uh, Natalie Townsend, Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, uh, Sister Lois Glenn Carter. We want to shout out Third Lounge on today, our brother Ryan Wilson. We want to shout out MPT Enterprise, Brother Marlon. We want to shout out Abyssinia on today. And certainly those are just a few of our sponsors that we want to shout out. And so then we shout out all of our listeners as well, the Hernandez family, the Bowers family, the Furman family, the Townsend family, the Brinson family, the Norman family, the Stevenson family, the Thompson family, uh, the Cox family. So all of you that are listening, if you uh, give me a call and shout out, certainly I will know that uh, you are listening as well. Always so shout out one of our sponsors, Malini's factory as well and so we thank god for all of you that are listening new york new jersey connecticut maryland delaware virginia the carolinas north and south florida georgia california illinois michigan thank god for you you and you and outside of the continental united states those that are across the border in canada brazil spain south africa germany bolivia Suriname. Jamaica, West Indies, Angola, Democratic Republic of the Congo, um, Australia, Namibia, India. We thank God, Germany. We thank God for all of you, you and you that are listening around the world. For those that have tuned into Global Gospel for the first time, we want you to know that our theme here is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. And it simply says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And today... 
we come with the message. We come with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want you to know that Jesus was born, he lived, and he died for your sins and mine. But not only that, he got up and he was resurrected with all power in his hand, with victory over death, hell, and the grave. And today, you and I have a right to the tree of life. Today, you and I can be healed, delivered, saved, and set free. We want you to know that the gospel is for the rich, the poor, the black, the white, to those that are down and out, to those that are oppressed, those that are suicidal, those that have no money, those that are homeless, those that are jobless. The gospel is comprehensive. It will meet you at your place of need. And so today we know that the need for many is great. And we believe God for every need because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And certainly we can cast our cares upon Jesus Christ knowing that he cares for us. And so today we present the gospel to you of Jesus Christ. Again, we thank you for sharing for those that have tuned in, always remember that all our shows are archived, and certainly if you miss any part, uh, you can uh, go back and listen at any time, day or night, in the midnight hour. If you need words of encouragement or inspiration just to get you through a tough time, Global Gospel is there. Again, we thank you. Um, we always like to invite guests uh, to Global Gospel, and certainly we uh, we are very open-minded. We're not compromising, but we're open-minded, and certainly God has given us all a gift, and certainly God has given us talents, and certainly he has given us ministries, and certainly there is something for everyone to do in this world, and certainly we can do it better together, and certainly we can learn from each other. And so we're going to take a break uh, right now, but in a few minutes, you will be hearing from our special guest on today. Stay tuned and be blessed. Summertime. Again, we're back. You're listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, uh, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and our special guest is here in studio with us today live. Good afternoon, special guest. How are you? Good afternoon, ultra special host. I am fine. I'm so excited. Awesome. For those of you that didn't catch that voice, special guest, <laughs> tell our listeners who you are. I am Patricia Gordon, and I am calling from Boca Raton, South Florida. All right. Uh, certainly, you heard it from the Sunshine State, Patricia yeah. Gordon. We are excited and happy that you are here to share with Global Gospel on this Saturday afternoon. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm going to call everyone family. Uh, as I said, my, I prefer to be called Pat. Usually if I'm being called Patricia, I could be in some kind of trouble. No trouble um, today. I'm tra- transplanted from New York, grew up in Brooklyn, lived in Long Island most of my life, 
and had the gift of wanting to teach for a long time and also the gift of wanting to write. And those have certainly worked well together. And if you didn't catch it, that was me in the beginning. I love to play around with music, too. Uh, So that's quickly uh, who I am and just some of the ways that I've been blessed to serve people around me. Awesome. So, again, we thank you for uh, sharing uh, with us uh, a Brooklyn uh, native and certainly Mm -hmm. transplant as well and certainly uh, there's only one New York, and so if you're from New York, New York is always home. That's Amen. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we, we, we're glad to have you here today. Um, so um, you, uh, we, Summertime, and uh, tell us why did you uh, choose that as your introduction song? It's a song I've loved uh, since I was a child. I, I grew up watching PBS and uh, catching Porgy and Best and and different great things that PBS had to offer. Um, And so I fell in love with that song. But then my main character in my story um, just has some pivotal events that take place in a special summer, in her 10th summer. And the song has a little bit of a sad feel to it, but then there is the promise that you're going to rise up singing, that mommy and daddy are around, and that everything's going to be okay. Awesome. And I, I too, I think that's the first time I probably heard uh, Summertime is I saw a Broadway production of Porgy and Bess, and certainly that is uh, culturally and historically uh, part of uh, African-American culture. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which we that would be another story anyway. But uh, again, <laughs> so uh, summertime. So you have a love for music, and you have a love for singing, and you have a love mm-hmm. for literature. And um, how did this all come about? This, uh, who inspired you uh, to have all these uh, love interests? Uh, well, you know, growing up in church helped. Uh, it helped to foster all of my gifts, and many of us who grew up having a church home will probably attest to the same thing. So, of course, you're in church, and you get started in youth choir, and I love the song you opened up with because it just reminded me of the joy of children's voices, um, just really learning to control your voice. So mm-hmm. I grew up in, in youth choir and being in youth group, and we always wanted to come up with new ideas for programs. And, you know, I remember having a very special youth leader by the name of Emma Jenkins, no longer with us. And she would give us license. Well, if y'all don't find something you want to do, write something, make up your own skit or play. And my best friend that I grew up with, Charmaine, often we wrote together and we wrote puppet scripts and we visited hospitals and, Um, And then I had my own book at home my mom gifted me with to write down poems and ideas. And so, of course, when the world went into lockdown, a lot of us had time to revisit some of those things that we had not been paying attention to. And I said, well, I need to finish something now. If I don't have a better time than now, it will never Happen. And I had started on a draft before relocation. So um, just having the time, open thoughts, being slowed down was like, okay, Lord, you got to show me what I need to do with this. And we did it. <laughs> so awesome. So certainly uh, there are many things that our youth are, are formative years. And certainly uh, we do have many inspirations. And as you said, the church is the, is the center of a lot of our lives growing up. And certainly that is a, that is a good place uh, to start and begin life because most people that are, uh, and that are successful in life have some type of uh, religious upbringing, um, you know, whether you know it or not. But um, so you uh, develop this gift and you, you go on and you be, you, you're an educator, correct? Yes. Yes. English teacher, yes, I am, and uh, loved doing that and did that in different capacities from having my own classes to doing long-term substitute teaching for teachers who would be out with, you know, for various reasons, and was blessed to have experience with many different age ranges and grades. 
So I, I've been blessed that I can feel pretty comfortable walking into a group of high schoolers, thinking about college. I've worked with college students to, you know, having little ones rolling around on the floor and <laughs> being challenged to connect there. That is, that is really fun. So, <laughs> so, um, so now during uh, this uh, lockdown or this interesting uh, past mm. 12, 16 months or months that season that we've been in, uh, you have now become an author and added it to uh, your uh, life story. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are author of? Sage Finds Summer, a short children's fiction chapter book geared for readers, a strong eight-year-old could okay. read it, and certainly a younger student having it read to him or her um, slowly um, over a period of time, it would they could definitely connect with the ideas there, and up to you know, someone in early middle school, 13, maybe even a 14-year-old. Um, I think that book geared for children should meet them where they are and also provide some vocabulary and ideas that they can safely reach for. So that's why that age range um, was my target. Awesome. And certainly we're going to tell you later uh, <laughs> how you can obtain Sage Fine Summer so now your reasons for writing uh, Sage Fine Summer. Yes. Um, working with children and being an auntie and, and spending time with my nieces, um, you know, there's, we always factored in library trips and having time for reading and writing. And going into the library, sometimes I've, I've been really impressed with a lot of the material there, but often I've been disturbed, especially that which is geared for young readers. And um, I guess ringing in my head was my old youth leader saying, hey, if you don't see what you want, make it, create it, write it, and really just started thinking about some of these ideas pushed, coerced sometimes uh, on mm-hmm. our children um, that I wanted to write a, a book and start a series that parents would feel safe with knowing, oh, it's another Patricia Gordon book? All right. I don't have to spend a whole lot of time flipping through it to make sure there's nothing inserted there that I'm not ready for my child to know about or that I have to make sure we're reading that part together so that I can put that in the context of our family values. So I wanted to um, present a character whose family has a faith that is the bedrock of their lives. But, you know, that faith is not directly stated throughout because uh, we also want other people who may come from a different ideology to be able to read and find values in other aspects of the book. And then if they run upon that, go, okay, uh, maybe be curious, maybe say, okay, not what I believe, but there's so much else here that I'm cool with. I'm still fine with this. I'm going to buy the next one. Um, so I just felt that there needed to be alternatives presenting Christian values, family, community, culture, fun, good story. Hopefully that's developed. And I'm not saying that that is not out there. There have been a lot of great stories I've enjoyed with my nieces. But um, clearly definitely wanted to present a family that has a faith that is there for them. And so you, you – would you say that um, missing from mainstream media and culture and television and books, uh, would you find that certain family values and sense of uh, community are missing today? Absolutely. I think what has most disturbed me, I, I don't spend a whole lot of time watching um, perhaps sitcoms on TV, but especially a lot of those geared for uh, children and preteens, the parents are out of it often. Um, They're often just, you know, the kids are really supposedly smart with it. The parents often are presented as finding out after the fact what's going on. Um, And I don't like that, right? Um, Because Mm -hmm. I, I think it already sets up kids to think that 
all authority figures all of the time are not with it, can't be trusted, um, I'm smarter than they are, like you don't need them until like you're way deep in trouble. And so in often many of our stories, um, we'll see these main characters of, of young people having to be the total victor, the total winner, and their parents are just so distant and not connected to them and what they're thinking and what they're feeling to a large degree. Right. And, and actually the reality for uh, some of us, and I, w- I would say my age group, your age group, is that parents are, <laughs> were really ahead of us <laughs> instead of behind us. Yeah, you, you couldn't get away. My brother and I were like, you know, you, you don't try to get away with anything. What's the point? They just could read your minds. They were steps ahead of you. It just wasn't worth it. <laughs> Thank God, um, you know, we, we had those kind of homes and, and surrounded by friends whose parents. So it's not like you're going to try to do something, you know, with her over at her house because her mom is, is Johnny on the spot, too. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely right. had vigilant, vigilant adults around us. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, that is that is definitely important as you talk about um, sense of community. Um, so you 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 write this book, uh, Sage Finds Summer, and certainly there are uh, religious uh, tones in there, community tones, uh, multicultural acceptance, and Brooklyn is somewhat of a melting pot, I would say, right? Uh, yeah, in itself. Mm-hmm. So it is, and, and Brooklyn is a setting, yes. So um, we want uh, people to uh, relate to uh, all cultures uh, to relate, um, because listen, we we're here together, and certainly we have to learn how to uh, coexist. Although the world is pushing and promoting so many agendas uh, to separate, certainly we have to find common ground. To unite and still remain faithful and true to our own personal uh, beliefs and convictions. So, ladies and gentlemen and audience, certainly we want you to uh, get Sage Fine Summer. We want you uh, to obtain that for uh, your children, uh, those young people in your family. Certainly, you can read it along with them. And certainly, there's there's some lessons to be life lessons to be learned at any age. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we do want you to uh, check this out and read this as I have as well. Um, did you have any, uh, well, we'll, we'll give you a chance to uh, give some shout outs later, but there are mm-hmm. some illustrations in this book uh-huh. as well. Yes. And an unexpected blessing of coming to South Florida was meeting um, Kimberly Kay. My illustrator, I did not know her before. Of course, when I moved to South Florida, I wasn't yet at that point of thinking about illustration. Um, And my goddaughter, who was one of the editors, Leilani Warrell, she had someone else in mind. She recommended me to, but this young lady was very busy um, doing, I guess, I think some final projects for her degree and couldn't get to my book in the timeline that she had. But that worked out well because through a friend, I met Kimberly K, the illustrator. And the very one of the very special things that took place was that this was her first venture of illustrating in this way. And it was my first venture of writing in this way. And so I kind of thought of as the both of us just jumping into the middle of the lake together, holding hands. Okay. Um, <laughs> But meeting her and having a conversation, I knew this was the person I was meant to go with, and it's been a collaboration that has worked very well. Uh, just We just became kindred spirits, and um, we're looking forward to more in the future. So, yes, many thanks to Kimberly Kay. Awesome. And, it, you know, it's awesome how uh, God in his own time puts us with the right people at the right place and the right time and certainly and then and you know it i would say that brings a sense of confirmation doesn't it it does it does um even you know just sometimes of course you question yourself even when you're doing something you wanted and you feel gifted or led to do you have those moments 
of doubt, especially when it starts to get difficult. And of course, self-publishing, that arm of it is a whole different level of challenge. You know, writing it seemed to be the easy part. Um, But then when these doors open and you meet someone who's just saying yes and you're finishing each other's sentences, um, even the cover, I, we couldn't come up with the cover for a while. And, of course, the cover to any book, and especially children's books, is so important, right? No kid yes. is really going to the bookstore library going, oh, let me read a book about themes that will help grow me up. I mean, you know, no eight or nine-year-old is saying that. But they'll see something that arrests them that goes, ooh, and then flip through it and maybe turn it around and then go to a parent and put that to the mom or dad or whoever and say, I think I want this, okay? Or we'll sit in a corner of a library and check it out and see if we want to take it home. And we had cover ideas, but then Kimberly just sat down, came up with a sketch, and I looked at it. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's the room I had at 12 years old. Of course, Kimberly had no way of knowing that that looked so much like my bedroom. And that was another confirmation, like, yeah, oh, wow. And then my brother saw the sketch. He's like, that looks just like your room. I'm like, I know. <laughs> wow. So that, was a, that was one of the special moments. Yes. It, it is awesome when God gives us confirmation and affirmations like that um, because, you know, doubt can, it can happen to anybody, you know, and fears, especially when you've done something um, that you particularly haven't done before. Um, so it, it, it's, it's awesome how God speaks to us in the little ways to let us know everything's going to be okay. You didn't, you didn't misunderstand me oh, when I gave yes. you that direction. So, yes. um, we're going to take a break. Um, our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Our special guest today is Pat Gordon, and she is the author of Sage Fine Summer, and certainly it is a wholesome book for your uh, youth and youngsters, and certainly also a lesson uh, in it as well for all age groups and parents, guardians, uh, family members. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she's going to tell us after our break, tell us how you can get your copy of Sage Fine Summer. Uh, Once again, you're listening to Global Gospel. Uh, This next selection, God Made Me. Stay tuned and be blessed. mention about grief and certainly actually this is set pre-pandemic and so what would you have our readers and listeners to know about grief many of our tender-hearted ones our children are experiencing grief for many different reasons and as you so aptly said this was written pre-pandemic and certainly I did have time to add the pandemic factor to it, but chose not to. Because certainly Mm -hmm. many of our young people have grief before that, whether just 
things, uh, events that have taken place in their families, um, being sensitive to everything going around in our world because we can't really escape the news, even often when we want to shield our children from a lot of it. That's just very difficult. Um, and many of our children feel different and isolated, not because of some of the obvious reasons or some of the ways we tell kids, okay, we're all different and it's beautiful, but often they can feel different by circumstance. And in this story, we have uh, a young girl who's lost her father, um, not to COVID, but um, certainly it is a loss and she feels different from everyone else around her who have whole families, as she describes it in one part of the book. So um, parents need to give children room to express that grief as her mother does, but it, it is not a heavy story because of their belief, because of the tightness of the family, um, because of how they live with their neighbors and their community. Uh, there is definitely hope and strength for this young person to navigate, but does she still have moments when it needs to be expressed? Absolutely. Okay, well said. Certainly, uh, we do want you to uh, pay attention to young people and certainly talk to them, and certainly because there, there's a lot of, you know, bullying that goes on out mm-hmm. there. There's a lot of, you know, on, on social media, in person, you know, it's a, it's a horrible thing. It leads to things, depression, suicide, it, grief is really uh, can spiral out of control, certainly. So do pay attention. So we need to uh, purchase Sage Fine Summer. Tell us how we can do that. Well, family, it is presently only on Amazon right now, but that will change in the future. So you can shop on Amazon in books, Sage Fine Summer. I did use my full, sometimes in trouble name, Patricia. I just felt like I wanted to, uh, Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N. And you can purchase it in paperback, or if you are very technology, technologically inclined and have the free Kindle app, you may download it uh, through Kindle. Some people like to read that way. Um, but certainly, I think a lot of children, especially younger children, can really appreciate the illustrations by really flipping through the paperback. <laughs> okay, and our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. We want you to give us a call, shout us out, shout out Pat Gordon, and certainly uh we may just have uh, be able to uh sponsor our sponsors may just sponsor a book uh for you. Uh Ooh. again, we thank you uh for sharing Sage Fine Summer with us. So we want our listeners to know how they can contact you as well, because you are an educator, you're a tutor, you're a musician, you're a singer, yeah. you, you do it all. And certainly we, and you know, we know that you're a world traveler as well. That, <laughs> we'll talk about that another time, right? And, uh, yeah, you have to ask, call me back in for that one. <laughs> that's, another, that's another episode, but certainly mm-hmm. uh, we know that uh, Pat Gordon is a well-rounded person and certainly she has been around the world and she, uh, also spreads the message of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ through song and through missionary uh, Mm -hmm. journeys as well. And so uh, we want our listeners to uh, know how they can contact you. Well, great. I am. um, My website, I do have a website, which is www.mywordsanctuary.net. And the email that goes along with that is mywordsanctuary at gmail.com. And I'm also on Instagram at mywordsanctuarypg on Instagram. Um, I, is it all right if I read from part of the book? or? Sure, sure, go ahead. Is that, is that great? Just, just to read a little bit. So yeah. I did say that it... It has four chapters. It is short fiction. There is a glossary in the back with extended questions, um, me ever being the teacher. And sometimes parents want to really check if the child read the book. And there are questions that you can choose from and activities to really make sure your child has read the book and for you to just enjoy it further together. So I want to read 
uh, from a part of the book where our main character, Sage, and she has a younger brother, Quinn, meets a new neighbor. And I thought about that because you talked about Brooklyn being a melting pot and different cultures, and we're in a society where those different cultures aren't always coming together in the greatest of ways. But here we have a family and a story with new neighbors, new people coming in, and they are determined to be neighbors to make. So they're in front of the apartment building where they live, Sage and Mommy and her younger brother, Quinn. This way, Mommy said, nudging her son and daughter toward the strangers. We have neighbors to make. And smiling and nodding, Mommy and Mr. Valdez, as he said his name was, shared introductions and handshakes. Sage did her best to imitate Mommy, stretching her hand towards the girl with what she hoped was a friendly smile. Mm, but unlike the adult hellos, this was not going right. Hi, I'm Sage. Sage's words trailed off and then stopped. Confused, Sage looked from the girl to her father. She was sure she had copied Mommy to a T but did a quick mental check anyway, just to make sure. Did I look her in the eye? Check. Did I put out my hand? Check. I know I smiled. Check. Not my greatest, but it'll pass. Because instead of the smiles that came with first meetings, this one was met with tears. You have to forgive my daughter, Robin, Mr. Valdez said while trying to pull her in front of him. It's been a very hard time for us since Hurricane Maria destroyed our home. We, my family, and my neighbors have all had to take care of each other. And I'm afraid Robin is already missing her mamita, abuelo, and her best amiga. And Sage remembered learning these words from Senora Agnora, Angora, I'm sorry, the Spanish teacher at school. She understood that not only did a calamity force Robin to come to a strange place, but she had to come without her mother, grandfather, and best friend. So we have a little there about different people from a different background coming in, a family from escaping the aftermath of Hurricane Marie in Puerto Rico, and Sage and her African-American, Jamaican-based family being the first neighbors that they meet and make. Awesome. So that is well said, and certainly we do invite all of our listeners from wherever you may be to mm-hmm. certainly uh, purchase this book. And as as you said, it's multicultural, and certainly mm-hmm. um, that is um, very uh, always very interesting uh, when we when cultures meet, and certainly we can learn so much from mm-hmm. each other, differing proverbs and sayings. Uh, as well. Um, so there's somebody out there um, that is has a book inside of them, a short story, a novel, uh, a series of novels. Uh, what would you say to them? I'll let you think about that. We have a caller. Yes. What? Our number, 619-924-0800 is our number. Give us a shout out. Caller, God bless you. Hello, good afternoon, Reverend Townsend. This is Marlon Townsend calling in to shout out to yourself as well as your very special guest for the day. Thank you, Marlon. Hey, Marlon. Thanks for calling. Thanks for your greeting. My pleasure. Thank you for being on today. I'm enjoying the episode, and we will be sponsoring a copy to whoever calls in next. Oh, wonderful. I, I hope they found it, uh, find it uh, a wonderful gift for themselves or for someone very special to them. Yes, ma'am. Take care. Thank right, you. Thank Be you. well. Marlon is also sometimes a musical accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a minute. We, we have to remedy that. We have to remedy that. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Yep. Okay. All right. Six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Pat Gordon is our guest here today, and uh, her words of advice and wisdom to <laughs> someone that has a book inside of them and how they should go about it, writing and and self publishing as well, which is a whole other topic. It, it it is, but. 
quickly, I, I would say as much as uh, writing might bring you joy and just feel like such a natural extension of you, also make it a discipline. Uh, because like any other practice, you do get better the more you do it. So structure it. If, if there is a particular time of day that you will dedicate to writing, sometimes setting you on a timer to make sure you manage your time for all those uh, other necessary things that you must do with your day. So don't just leave it to, oh, I just feel like it because I've always just liked to write. If you really have books inside of you, you're really going to have to structure that and rein that in. And while you're doing that creative part and, and expressing your ideas, learn about the craft of writing. So if there's any courses that you can take, um, for me, you know, because it can get expensive, I found some people on YouTube who are excellent, who gave ideas about character and styling and just whatever I needed to punch in about what I felt I was stuck with or needed to know more about. Um, I was able to find, uh, you know, someone who had written books before or published or knew what publishers were looking for, what have you, and I was able to make that practice or make that approach my own. So write, express your ideas, structure that, be disciplined, as well as always keep learning and being open about that, which you want to do. And of course, read and always analyze, wow, why did I like this book? What really grabbed me here? What don't I like? And um, see how you can develop that for yourself in your style. Awesome. Well said. So it's a discipline, people. Does, does, <laughs> anything like, else. Like, right, like anything else. You can't just, you know, wake up and, you know. But, mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, so our number in studio is 619-924-0800. I don't want to uh, – we have about a few minutes, just a few minutes left. Time flies when you're having fun. And yeah. uh, certainly we do not want to uh, conclude this episode without you – giving all the shout outs. I know you gave some shout outs earlier, but perhaps maybe we missed somebody. So we want to give you that opportunity to uh, maybe there's somebody else that you'd like to shout oh, out. Oh, well, thank you. Just, um, I've, I've just always been so blessed to have so many people who always encourage me and are my cheerleaders. So of course there's my mom, Althea Spence, who, who taught me how to write and read before I went to school in kindergarten. They were like, whoa, look at this. My mother's like, of course. So thank you, Mommy, Althea Spence. Um, and my husband, Patrick Baxter, for just always uh, giving me room and place to support and say, yeah, dude, just do what you need to do. Just do it. Um, my oldest friend, Charmaine, my writing buddy, and she was part of uh, my editorial staff. Um, my other best friend, Wendy, Douglas, just, just always, and she, she'll be housing me for part of this month so I can help promote and bring a sage to more people. And all the churches that have been part of my life, you know, I've also done music ministry and have picked up beautiful church congregations along the way. So there's Bedford Central Presbyterian Church, a church I found the Lord in. I grew up in Memorial Presbyterian in Roosevelt, New York, um, working with children and, and in the ministries, Valley Stream Presbyterian Church, and um, just all the wonderful brothers and sisters there who fostered me and uh, listened to my stories and listened to my voice and pray for me. Um, and there's my dad and other mom in love, Jeanette and Hal Gordon in Illinois, that I'm, I'm just saying special thanks to. Awesome. So we thank, all those, thank you uh, for sharing all those people uh, with our listeners and for those people sharing and imparting in you. And uh, we love, we love your mom as well. Uh, yeah. Spence. And so she has a love for young people as well. Mm -hmm. and, uh, she does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to get her <laughs> on here too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you're listening, uh, we'll talk later. Okay. So, mm -hmm. uh, and you mentioned, uh, certainly you do have an itinerary, uh, I'm sure mm -hmm. coming up. Uh, would you like yes, to share that I'll, with you? I'll, I'll be back home, back home in New York from the middle of this month, July, and I'm grateful that I will be uh, doing a little singing and a little book reading and signing and, and hugging old friends at Amarachi Restaurant in Brooklyn. That's in the wonderful Dumbo area at 189 Bridge Street, and that's on July 21st, a Wednesday evening from 6 to 8 p.m., 
um, ministering at my home church, Bedford Central Presbyterian Church in Brooklyn at the 10 a.m. service on Sunday the 25th. So I, I don't want you to come to see me. I want you to come for the worship experience, but just saying I'll be there and there will be books available after service. And a couple of other events that have not been made solid yet, but um, folks, if you want to reach me, you call me, you uh, connect with me on the uh, social media platforms and see if we can, you know, do a meetup or something. Or you want to have me, have me in my books and, and feed me. <laughs> That'll be wonderful. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we do want those of you that are in um, – the New York area, certainly, please, if you're not busy, uh, make it your business uh, to see Pat Gordon as one at one of those places. Uh, obtain a book for yourself or for uh, someone else. Um, once again, uh, we have come to the close of the hour, and uh, this is Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. And our special guest today has been Pat Gordon, and certainly we've uh, said as much as we can in this short time period. Mm. And as I said, we'll be back for uh, part two in another time if the Lord says the same, Mm. and uh, we'll talk a little more about life experiences. But in the meantime, sage finds summer, and so we want you to obtain uh, that copy, and uh, certainly uh, we're going to... uh, our guest is going to tell us once again who she is. She's going to give her, us her uh, closing comments and also tell us why she chose our closing uh, song for today. Mm. And I guess, I don't know, you can pray out or I can pray out. Sure. You know, whatever you decide. Okay. It's, it's all well, yours. Well, thank you, uh, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Uh, just thank you for Having the show, keeping it going, it serves a very important purpose and niche, um, and for inviting me on to just share for a few moments. And in my thanks, I, I neglected the St. John's Baptist Church in Westbury and, and Reverend Janie West Mays just for being another mother and all the support that I get from everyone associated there. Um, I have been coming to you from Boca Raton, South Florida, on this global gospel radio and this dynamic show. Um, did I cover everything that you wanted me to say? Um, <laughs> yeah, once again, like, we want everyone oh, to my tune clo- in. Oh, the closing song, right, My World Needs You, Kirk Franklin. And just a reminder to all of us that oh, it's great to do the good things, right, to obtain the job and um, the, the church ministry and business work and, and our health and fun things and part of the abundant life right that the lord wants Mm -hmm. us to have but at the core of it none of that means anything if we don't have him if if we don't have that saving relationship um with christ he is at the core of it and then he willingly adds everything unto us empowering us to do our part in the process so that is my um, reason for having you choose that song and it's my prayer every day in some form whether it's just help lord or lord just take over my world today that's part of my daily prayer awesome awesome once again we um thank you for sharing with us uh we want our listeners mm-hmm. to know that this is um syndicated on apple itunes spotify mm-hmm. and google play as well as www.blogtalkradio.com slash global and gospel, and certainly all our shows are archived. So if you've missed any part of today, uh, we want you to know that you still have an opportunity to listen in and share with your family and friends. And please check out Pat Gordon's, uh, uh, her, uh, her pages, her information pages, her social media pages, and certainly meet her in Brooklyn at some point uh, this month. Uh, again, okay, I, I think that's about it. I think we covered it all. Uh, we're yeah. going to conclude with uh, My World Needs You, Kirk Franklin, and certainly we're going to, this time we're going to have a closing prayer. Myself right. or you, it's up to you. Um, I feel like I talked a whole lot. <laughs> so why don't That's you what pray? teachers do. Educators I know. Talk. They're going to be like, okay. oh, Lord, this woman, he's going to have her back. So maybe you should, you should right. close this out. I had like three-hour lectures in college. I'm like, how do you talk for three hours? But anyway, uh, <laughs> 
Let us pray. (laughs) Gracious, eternal God, our Father, we thank you today for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for the gift of that is in Pat Gordon that he she has now shared with the world. We pray that uh, her life is blessed, her ministry is blessed, her family is blessed. We pray that everyone uh, here today that listening is blessed, that they're touched, that they're healed, that they're delivered, they're saved, they're set free, that they're encouraged on today, that they're inspired by Sage Fine Summer. And we pray that today that if anybody has any stress or cares in their lives, mm-hmm. that they just cast it on you, knowing that you care for us and that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. And we believe that on today because we've asked it in faith that there is no good thing that you would withhold from us if we walk upright. And so we thank you when we praise you for all things in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My Amen. world needs you. God bless you. My world needs you right now. My world needs you right now. I can't escape being afraid. Fill me with you.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.